Welcome to the Money Lakers, Brett Block along with Jane Jones. As always, on this episode, we will be chatting about the NBA's startup for a return to play and comparing it with the NHL. And also, will the MLB even be able to have a season? And uh, what people thought on Twitter is with our question of the podcast. And also, UFC 250 is Saturday with Canadian Felicia Spencer fighting for the belt. And we will take a quick look at the main card. But first, Jane, let's start off with uh, the NBA and its uh, official plan when it decides to return to play July 31st. Uh, yes, it's finally back. NBA basketball is back. I'm excited. I've seen all across Twitter a lot of people are are very excited to finally be watching um, a top sport um, in the world uh, return to action. So that's very good. 22 teams are going to be going to Orlando to to try to finish out the season and crown a winner and uh, really praying that my Toronto Raptors uh, defend their, their championship. When I first saw kind of the odds going into it, once they kind of kind of announced how it's going to work, uh, I think the Toronto Raptors are the favorites at 25 to one in order to win. So uh, that's looking pretty good. Uh, just to give an overall breakdown, they kind of went with the same idea where uh, you're not going exactly into the playoffs as the NHL. Um, where they're bringing 22 teams, nine in the East, 13 in the West. Um, and then I think from there, it's just a normal playoff where we'll see it seeded one through eight and uh, basically games all day. Uh, what do you think? It's, it is different from the NHL where they decide to do a best three out of five series to play in and then the playoffs start. But with this, it's more or less finishing the regular season with um, the teams that basically had a hope of making the eight seed and higher. Uh, what do you think of the format? It's definitely not the one in sixteen like we thought we were gonna get. Yeah, no, I'm 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 happy with the format, but right now, honestly, I'm still I'm still just in shock that they they were able to come up with something that quickly, and that they're able to return to a season that they have a set date to return, July thirty first. So, I mean, I'm still getting getting over that, but right now, I like the way uh, looking at the format that they decided to choose. I like it. Um, they, I believe they said there would be about five or six games a day, like March Madness style. So, I mean, people who aren't at work right now or, or don't um, or, or currently don't have a job due, due to COVID will, I'm sure, will be staying at home and glued to their television watching the NBA uh, finals play out. I'll be honest. I think I'm pretty much just going to be hiding in my basement until uh... – Pretty much until like next February, until because basically once this season's over, I think they said they're they're expecting it to finish in August or uh, in August in uh, October, about October twelfth, and then you know the the next season basically starts like everything's condensed into like this two month period where they have the draft, uh, free agency, and all that, and then the next season starts up January first or December thirty first. Uh, so it's a quick turnaround, but it's uh, it's gonna be fun to watch. Um, you know, a little disappointed. I was kind of excited for the idea that it could be seeded one through sixteen, but at the same time, it's like okay, we have, you know, we're we're not going to be seeing those those bottom feeder teams, if you want to call it that, where they're kind of lottery picks, where we're going to be seeing the best in the league compete. Uh, it should be very competitive, knowing that like, you know, it's basically make or break, but uh, should be fun. But my question to you is, what, what do you like better? Do you like the NHL play in cell where they completely? reformatted the playoffs or do you like what the NBA is doing trying to keep it the same as before? I won't know until I see both products at its best. 
which means until I, I watch both uh, teams play and see how each scenario plays out, um, I, I won't be able to form an accurate opinion of it. Uh, right now, I'm, I'm, I like how the, the NHL is set up. Um, lots of interesting matchups there. Um, I, I, I like the seating. I just, like I said in previous podcasts, I really hope that the Leafs don't get the Bruins in, in the in the second round. Um, but it, it, I just have to see it all play out at first. I, I want to see. I want to see how the NBA decides to do things, if it'll be a success or fail, and and same with the NHL. It it all the nothing has happened yet. This is just what they said that's going to happen, and um, even though it is official, we have to wait to see how things play out to to really form a, an an accurate opinion on it, um, and and see what what works and what doesn't. I I'll be honest, I, I kind of like the NBA more a little bit because it gives sort of that time for the regular season for the players to get readjusted with everything, kind of get back to playing a little bit. Um, it's going to be it's going to be important games for sure, but it's players' time to like kind of play out the regular season, get their feedback under them from taking time off, and get back into the flow. With the NHL, you're jumping kind of right into the, the playoffs almost with the best three out of five series, so it doesn't give players or teams a chance to, to get get reacquainted it's it's to start and go right away um but i'll be honest i am excited for the nhl playoffs uh just because i'll i'll be honest i'm not a fan of the divisional seeding i really do like the one through eight that's personally just my take but um should be should be fun to watch both but i gotta say like the nba i think it'll be a little bit more of a competitive series with uh with the way that they're doing things but uh we'll, we'll jump now from two leagues that have basically confirmed what they're doing to uh, a league that's really struggling even to, to decide if they're going to have a season this year, which is the MLB. They're still having talks and negotiations that are not going well from what I understand. Um, when we did our question on the podcast for our last show, uh, it was basically split 50-50 where people said, well, the season's going to be a strikeout. Others thought they might see some sort of season where they can play ball. Um, you know, MLB really out of all the leagues, even the CFL, we have seen options thrown out about what they could do. Uh, even the MLS now, they've come up with some some solutions and talks about what they can do when the season returns or what they're expecting to happen when the season returns. But the MLB is just it's not looking good right now at all. No, and it's it looks like it's at a standstill in, in their negotiations. So we we guessed last podcast. I think it was it would end up between. 70 and 80 games with the lowest we heard would be 50 and the, the highest would would be around 114 so we, we figured that they'd end up around 70 or 80 but yeah just the the two sides right now are not getting along and it's all it is is, is hurting the, the sport and it's hurting the fans as well because those diehard baseball fans like right now this is this would be like the perfect time for baseball like summer's like already started like baseball season has already been what it already be a month in lots of storylines what teams are are looking good what what teams are being um are are struggling due to injury i mean right now would be would be a great time for baseball fans but unfortunately covid happened and um hopefully they can they can get back to something soon and hopefully they can come to 
an agreement on how many games um, they decide to play. But yeah, like you said, it's it's not looking good and, and it's really hurting the fans. You know, I'll be honest, I kind of broke down a little bit uh, and I had to buy uh, the show because uh, I've been missing baseball so much. Um, good game. But yeah. Um, but I think there, there is some frustration too, like with, with like hardcore baseball fans. Um, you see the KBO or the Korean Baseball League. They've already been up and going now for close to two months. I know with the MLB, it's a little bit of a unique situation where uh, everything kind of halted right before their season started. Where, as with when you look at the, the NHL and the NBA, they were kind of like at the end of their season. So it's a little bit easier to decide, okay, listen, we're not, we're not figuring out how, how the season's going to work. It's just how are the playoffs going to work and how can we make it fair and competitive um, even with the MLS, they're like, listen, we've, we're four games in. If we have to cut the season a little bit short, it's not going to hurt any of our players. They're not going to mind. Um, the pay is the same. But I think for the MLB, it's really like, you know, you have players that were expecting to make uh, like $10 million this year, and now all of a sudden they're being asked to only make three to three to five. Um, I, I think a little bit it's, it's um, some selfishness on the owners because they haven't put out any projections on, you know, numbers they could lose. Well, uh, without playing without any fans. And that's kind of the main reason that's driving the factor of why they're asking these players to take these prorated salaries. I think if the owners just came out and they said, like, listen, we're losing X amount of dollars. This is why we need you to take the cut. So that way, not only with this season, but the next season, the season afterwards, there is a city and a team that you can come back to, to making sure that we're still standing strong and staying strong. Yeah, for sure. Um, players' salaries right now in all sports are absolutely ridiculous. Like, people are making stupid amounts of money that could be definitely put towards greater good. And and, and everyone knows it. Diehard sports fans knows it. Players are making an absurd amount of money these days. But there's also a lot of people losing money right now. And, and right now with the COVID-19, that would be the owners and, um, and general managers of the teams and, and people that, that kind of run the show league, league executives as well. But I mean, money, money runs this world. It's never, that's never going to change. You just got to hope that, like I said before, these, um, these players, these, um, the people that are going to the table, negotiating, on behalf of the players and uh, behalf of the league, come to an agreement soon. This is this is gonna this is getting out of hand, and it just looks greedy at this point. Well, I mean, even with uh, when they first proposed, the owners were they like, okay, well, let's have an eighty-two game season. The players are like, ah, what about if we do one fourteen? That that isn't a huge jump, whatever. That's not a. I feel like that that's pretty reasonable, and the owners can go, okay, well, let's do ninety or hundred. But when they recountered with 50, it's like, okay, you guys are just, you're being assholes now. You're just trying to, to cut any money that you can. Yeah, that's, that, that's, like, that's like a lowball offer. Um, but I, I, I do think, you know, we will get baseball this year. I know the MLB, it feels like they're the only ones that have issues with the salaries. I think if you look at any other league where it came to making decisions, players, are, players and owners are both on board where they're like, listen, let's just play because – Right now, more than anything, people need sports or some sort of entertainment in their life. Um, so it'll be pretty – it'll be interesting to see what happens, and I'm hoping, you know, sooner or later we could have some sort of uh, season to have. 
Uh, moving on now to a league or a league or sporting event, if you if you want to call it that, UFC 250. Excuse me, is uh, is back tomorrow. Um, Canadian Felicia Spencer, who is in one, is taking on the women's featherweight champion Nunez for the belt. Uh, pretty big fight. Uh, overall, it looks like Nunez is the favorite. Although, if it is taken to the mat, Spencer, who's a wrestler, looks like to be the favorite there. Um, I know you're not a big UFC guy, but uh, are you gonna watch the fight or or anything you want to say about it? I yeah, you're right. I am not uh, a big UFC guy, but I have heard of Amanda uh, Nunez. Nunez, how do you pronounce her name? Uh, Nunez. Nunez. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. See, see that. that, that now you got me sucking. That's, that's how much of a fan I am. I don't. Even, I can't even pronounce her name. But, anyways, I've heard a lot of um, good things about this fight, and um, a lot of people are, are really hyping it up. So, I, I, I might just, I might just tune in, tune in and watch. I mean, if it's that big of a deal, then, then yeah. I mean, there's there's nothing else on, right? So, I mean, why not? But, um, uh, Nunez is nineteen and four, and Felicia Spencer is eight and one. I just looked it up. Um, I'm going with the Canadian. That's my pick, and I'm sticking to it. Uh, it would be nice to see uh, a Canadian get a belt. Uh, a few other fights, if you're interested in going over. Um, the the one other major fight I'm watching on the main card is uh, Wineland versus O'Malley. If you've never seen Sean O'Malley in action, he is uh, entertainment gold. He's one of those fighters that doesn't give up, and... Anytime you watch him, it's it's always fun. So I'm excited to see what he'll bring out. Um, his hair uh, for Pride Month, he's uh, he's dyed in honor of that. And uh, I'm just excited. He's just a fun guy to watch whenever he's on the card. And uh, also the co-main event, which is Garbrandt and... As- oh, my. I can't pronounce his name. Uh, Asunakayo. I'm going to take the blame for that. Uh, the Brazilian. Um, also, I've heard that's a good fight. And uh, that's bantamweight. Three bantamweight fights on this card, which is uh, usually they do a good job of spreading it out, but it uh, should be interesting. Um, and looking forward to it. But yeah, the big pull that I think you and I and the Mighty Leaguers have is for Felicia Spencer to walk away with the Women's Featherweight Championship tomorrow night in the main event. Should be great. I'm excited for it. Um, now, going on to our question of the podcast. With the NBA now officially coming out with their plan and approvals being sent uh, pretty much everywhere, who do you think is going to win the NBA championship this year? Who's going to walk away with the chip? In my opinion, because I am a Toronto fan and every Toronto fan says this, this is our year. I'm going with the Raptors. Book it and book it. Back-to-back champions, 2019-2020. 2020-2021. Uh, I will say that at the beginning of this year, when everything first started, I was thinking in my head, for whatever reason, Portland or Denver, we were going to see a surprise in the finals. I still feel that way. Um, but now knowing that it's a, it's a shortened season, um, I'm going to say it's going to be Lakers and Raptors. And I think the Raptors are finally going to beat that demon that is LeBron. Uh, that has sent them packing how many times out of the playoffs, um, and they're going to come away with their second chip in two years. We, we, we don't, we don't, um, we don't talk about those times uh, as Raptors fans. <laughs> we don't talk about. Oh, and you said that you had in the uh, 
in the Western Conference Finals, you had Portland and Denver, did you say? Yeah, I just I always thought like, you know, we're gonna see something happen in the playoffs where the, the Clippers or the Rap or the Clippers and the Raptors, the Clippers and the Lakers, um, there's gonna be an injury to one of their big two. Uh they they have a little bit of depth, but I, I wouldn't say they had any big clutch guys, and I just saw something happening where you're gonna see one one of them someone's gonna get hurt and the team's just gonna fall apart on the run. Um and that's why I thought like you're gonna see a team like Portland or Denver where little bit more depth they might be able to sneak into the championship so i heard today um and and folks we didn't talk about this before the podcast but i heard today that um nikolai Jokic has abs now and for those who don't know last year the year before i believe it was uh someone described him uh his body tight body figure as a, a, a milk bag a bag of milk so he, he did have some some weight on he did have a little bit of weight on him but I heard today that um, he's Jack now and he has abs which I mean get me on that diet right yeah uh, so yeah you get, he's been putting in some work um, yeah no because I think I think they said like for him he had a little bit of weight to him, which you know as a center it's not a it's not a bad idea. Because uh, like if you're in the paint, like to have that extra weight. Um, but man, if he's if he puts on more muscle, he's already a great player. Um, you just add that extra little bit. So, like basically, someone said he's almost like uh, he's almost like Embiid a little bit. His style of play and the way you can see the court. Um, but like he just had like Embiid's a little bit more more lean. And has like that better cardio where Jokic was. He can get you rebounds. He can make great passes. But it, when it comes to cardio, he's not going to be like the top guy that's sprinting up and down the court. But you know, maybe he's taking this time to work on it. I've, I've said for the past couple of years that Nikolai Jokic is top five most entertaining players to watch in today's NBA. He's ridiculous. He's uh, a six eleven point guard that has ridiculous court vision and shooting touch. I mean, the guy's the guy's first class. He's he's an unbelievable player and to me he doesn't get get enough love uh there in Denver. Um I I hope when he comes back and um I hope when sorry, when I hope when the NBA comes back that he can put on more of a show. Uh it should be fun and I think uh it'll be interesting to see because you know it's a lot different. It's no longer an 82-game season. This, As far as I'm concerned, this is uh, a complete new season. We've seen people that, you know, were missing at the beginning of the year or, or got hurt and were missing the, the last couple of months. They're back and they're healthy, so it should be interesting to see how, how this final push goes. It really is a new season um, with, with the way it's laid out. Even though the points are the same, it's going to be a race to the finish. Uh, if you want to let us know, again, our question on the podcast, you can let us know on our Twitter at underscore minor leaguers. Jaden, before we finish off the show today, did you want to drop your socials? Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Jaden G. Jones and on Instagram at underscore Jaden G. Jones. You can also give me a follow at Instagram and Twitter at the Brett Black. And uh, thank you very much for tuning in. And we'll talk to you sometime soon. Thank you.